press record and then when it plays, it plays, okay? When I play, you play. Don't press play. Please don't press play. Uh, avoid the pops that are recording and you're fucking pop, 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 pop. Pops on your pod. Pop, pop, pops for your pod. Um, it's going to get reckless before not expressing what matters okay you're here we're here express what matters what does matter what is matter what is matter what is matter what what is matter what what is matter what what is the 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 matter with you what is the matter with So la, ti, so, mi, fu, po, po, fu, po, po, fu, ho, po, 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 man, absolutely, um, just feces resting on, you know, like the, the front of the door that you reside behind, you know, like somebody just came out and and shat there. Uh, but, you know, then it turned out when you looked in the shit that was shat, diamonds. The whole time. The whole time. Inside of the poop that somebody left for you is uh, it's some valuable jewelry that you could resell at a uh, competitive literary literature. A sherberty? A sherbert? A fucking Surebridge insurance product to back up your financial capacity in these days, in these competitive times. All right. Um, we're riled up. You know, we're fucking, oh, we're so juicy. You know, like, uh, honestly, just like some good vitamin C from a freshly picked piece of orange citrus. Orange being the only really main citrus that we like to consume. So what other citrus would there have been? But, you know, sometimes you need the double clarification. You know, I know I do. I know I definitely do. I can't hear shit. You know, I'm fucking eight feet off the ground and vibrations don't seem to carry that high sometimes. And it pisses me off, you know? Really fucking just gets under my skin. And I had hope, you know, I, I, uh, I honestly had hope for things, you know, to kind of bring me back into a normal uh, size frame. Um, well, you know, I was trying some seances and spells uh, here over the past month is, you know, I've been just MIA, you know. Where have I been? Where have I not been? No, really, you know, I mean, uh, goodness. If you ever hear me sipping on anything, know that it's, Celsius sparkling, carb-free, 
liquid, whatever. There is actually carbohydrates. Y'all can suck some, two grams, two grams, 10 calories and just so much energy. Every time, every time. Um, it works. It works. And, um, you know, I've been, uh, been sitting on what you might call a, a big episode, you know, big for a while. Um, a couple of, you know, what I would consider, uh, just good buddies. Honestly, you know, how often do I take, you know, take the time, get the opportunity, find myself in the place where I can say big boy and look him right in the eye and mean it. But, uh, you know, big, uh, big spider leg Liam Nelson. Just he'll pop in wherever, dude. You know, he might just crawl up behind you. He might, you know, everybody said, Marshall, why don't you just step on people? Huh? They said, when I was, why don't you just step on people? And I said, I'm, I can't, I'm not, I'm not that big. I just didn't know how to tell him. I just didn't know how to tell him that I really had no clue. But when I see my big boy Liam, and I and I see somebody trying to fucking hate on him, oh, I just want to say, buddy, just just lift that that long boned mm, that long boned leg you're carrying around in between your other two legs, and just smack somebody on the forehead. Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Liam's mom is a really big fan of the podcast. And for me to just throw out a fucking dick joke like that to start off uh, his episode. God damn it. That's some coffee right there. Um, You know, a Walmart brand that if you put the right touch into it, who knows? Who, who possibly could understand? <clears throat> who, 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 who could comprehend? Um, well, I'll tell you what. Um, everything is, it's on, flicked upwards. Um, and that can have two meanings because sometimes you get those light switches that on the other side, you can flip it down and then you're off and on at the same time. And that really used to fuck with me because where does the energy meet in the middle? You know, the off and the on who overpowers what? Just a give and take, you know, it's just a little give and take. It's really what it is. You know, the off and on everywhere, just around, you know, just light switches. Uh, that's so silly, but you know, I thought about it and, uh, what else will we bring up before this one today? Uh, a casual conversation, you know, very casual. I mean, don't don't put clothes on for this one, you know. Just uh, hang out on a rug, on a piece of carpet. Just, just lay there, uh, comfortably support your spine. You know, I'm big on that. Just that lower lumbar being in a place where it's released and uh, supported with strength. And focus uh, on the next 40, I think maybe we go an hour. I don't know. Maybe me and Liam stretched it out. If you know what, if you 
fucking know what I mean. Uh, you probably don't, but I'm going to eventually find the way to explain it. And I tell you what, when we break through that, will we just punch through those pages? <sighs> this is great. Um, I, I mean, uh, really, really got things around me, adding things around me. You know, if you just want to send me something in the mail, uh, tricks or trinkets, preferably from the earth, that's, uh, that's where I'm gaining the light from. Um, oh, what, what's, uh, what, okay, I write down fucking dumb things, you know, maybe I should, uh, maybe we should, maybe we should ignore everything, but, um, hey, great, great one, we're gonna get episode, episode, episode what it is, don't worry about numbers, don't, at this point, let's just flow, let's just get into that flow here, let's just, you know, bang a couple out. You know, just buzzing. I don't know how did that sound. Was that too far away? Probably uh, inappropriate, inappropriate distance that I'm still trying to figure out. It's a balance. Okay, even numbers and on an even one, even if it okay, odd, even doesn't matter, <laughs> or does it? You guys are beautiful and um, have just. I mean, do it. Do it and, you know, have, you know, okay, just do it. People drove from Ohio to goddamn Nashville to see him. Like, this guy likes us. So, you know, like, if if shows go well in Atlanta, we might be able to convince him to come to another city and do another fucking run with us, you know? You can uh, adjust here. Yeah, you can get, and you can, this one's a good one, too, to rotate, like, right up so you can kind of get a little more up to you. Gotcha. Um, But, yeah, get comfy. However you wanna get her, how do you wanna get her dirty? How do you wanna get her clean? Maybe she doesn't want it clean. Boop, boop, boop. Maybe she likes it dirty. Maybe. Oh, Maybe shit. she likes it dirt. I think I finally understand what Ty's talking about when he says he likes my voice on like radio shit because this is this is a good microphone. Ah. I like I like I like the way I sound on this one. All right, all right, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Ah, oh, you feeling yourself? It's a, good, it's a good little setup. Look at you Dude. with your fucking road. What is it? Road class A board? servo yeah. bias preamps Apex. Nice. Whatever that means. Bougie. Marshall's Marshall's living it up in his guitar his center had a apartment. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah, your boy. With my four dollar uh facade next to the bed. Yeah, dude. Plastic Tupperware for you know, that's that's how we rock. The you container know, store is where I get all my furniture. <laughs> You got your salt lamp in case you get low on electrolytes. Give that one a little lick. Hey, and I'm about to turn that shit on. You think I'm... Hell yeah, bud. Cleanse this room. That's what it's supposed to do, right? Is like clear out like bad energy. I think on it... Yeah, right. Fucking positive and negative ions are supposed to be like flushing around or some shit because the salt is doing something. Joe Rogan can't get within 10 feet if you have a salt lamp. He's got to go... 
Go outside. <laughs> He's burned. His skin starts to burn. He starts melting. Uh, I um, I did. I just. I like the light off of it. Honestly, I think it's just a relaxing yeah. fucking the pink. Nice. You know, it's like oh, there was at one point the sun used to shine off of a pink mountain. You know, like yeah. when we were fucking animals running around. And <laughs> it's a good, good little like practical for yeah. if you, you know if you ever need to film something, throw that in the background. It's a nice little. It's a nice little practical, right? It's it's a nice little practical too. If if anybody's looking for practicals out there, you honestly, know? dude, I buy too many fucking like pieces of furniture or just belongings in general. Just in case I want to put it in the background of a shot. Like if I like anything, any sort of light, I'm like, oh, this would look cool. Like in the background of a shot. Let me just like all of my lamps are ready to go at any time. Like I'm bringing them to set. Man, how dude. It's so crazy that you've like legitimately been producing films for going on how many years now? Uh, I mean, it depends on what you consider producing films. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've like, I've been having a, creating something through the medium of video since I was fucking four. Like I had like a Mickey Mouse camera in my backyard and I would, yeah. you know, shoot random ideas with friends. They didn't make any sense at all, but it was, you know, it was fun. Um, and then I did a short film when I was nine that was like 40 minutes long uh with uh some friends in the backyard like in one night and we just uh, they a had this 40 story. minutes yeah what was the story on that well at nine what were you thinking about a nine bro, it was too elaborate uh it was <laughs> it was about this fucking island where this uh like drug that was initially supposed to cure disabled people's ailments was being marketed to the general public as like superpowers in a vial basically and it got out of hand and people got addicted and started like trying to make their own and it like they fucked it up and it like fucked with their genetics so they all these like superpower monster zombies yeah. but you know when i say superpower monster zombies what we had was uh my friend in four different hats running at us you know like he was, he wore a different outfit every time, but it was still well, the just same like a kid. Atlanta Braves hat and then like a San Francisco Giants yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we had like we had like a football helmet. We had like you know he had various jobs. Uh, we had a policeman's hat. We had I think I don't think any of them were problematic. I I'm thinking back now. I didn't think we were all good. Um, oh, we gotta. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> There might be in there. Yeah. Yeah, just check uh just checking for lighters. Hey, you know, anybody uh need a bick? Bick. Hop on the hop on that sponsor. Sponsor Marshall makes a fucking podcast. Um, yeah, they're not they're Oh, I have a lighter in my there. pocket. You need here, a lighter? Here's a lighter. I have a lighter. There right. we go. There we go. Yep. Lighter exchange program. Uh, so you okay? You're zombies. Zombies yeah, are. They were like superpowered zombies. It was just one. Like and so, the whole way we made it, there were three of us, and we each played a main character. Yeah. So the way we shot scenes was just ca like we choreographed, just passing the camera from one person to another. So every time, like a different a character needed to talk to a different character. I would like, if I needed to talk to my friend, I would pass the phone to our third friend uh, and then he would pass it back to me when he needed to talk to the guy. It was like, and I'll, most of the dialogue was thought up on the spot. I dropped like a monologue from the mentalist into it uh, for my character. Like I was, 
nine. The mentalist. Uh, <laughs> the mentalist. Uh, the, well, so the mentalist that story. It, like I watched. I was watching that show at the time with my parents. Uh, he's like he used to be like a he used to pretend to be like a medium and then he just became like a guy who helps the cops uh, <laughs> and the reason he just became a guy who helps the cops is because his family was murdered by a guy who like he was like fucking with on tv and be like oh i understand all your secrets and shit and then the guy like killed his family oh. and so that was like my guy's backstory <laughs> was uh, my whole family was like held hostage by a serial killer. And what I, is his name on the show? Simon Baker's the real uh, the, uh, uh, Patrick Jane. Patrick Jane. Yeah. Inspired Dude, by I was so into the mentalist when I was nine. And that that's just such a strange personality trait to have <laughs> as a nine year old, just to be super into like, it was like that and monk, like only shows about guys who are like superpower guys who help cops. Like I, was this, how close was this to your diagnosis of Marfan? Is this like lining up where you're getting superpowers in your brain, like to fight? No, dude, this really? was like three years before. This I was is three years before. Super, so you're prepping. I was just super into fucking like murder shows. I get, cause they, these shows were always just super creative because like, it wasn't just a normal cop. It was yeah. like a suit. He was like su basically superpower guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they the, all the scenarios had to be super fucking elaborate, and so I was just super into it. Uh, like because they had to like think of it, and they, all these shows ran for like nine seasons. Yep. So yep, by the yep. end, the, it's the shit is crazy. Like it, I mean, it's it's crazy. Bloopers? No, oh, there's bloopers. One. Yeah. Um, what are you? What do you think about these? Are these going to be any good? I ha I tried to go back and rewatch The Mentalist, and I just could not get into it. I've been rewatching Monk though. Monk, Monk? is fun. Uh, Tony Shalhoub is a fucking Tony uh, Shalhoub. Look at Tony you. Tony Shalhoub is the man. All right. The Monk. It's just no. It's just Monk. Oh goodness! Is that? Oh, oh. It's, it's like a he's. So his backstory. Also, wife was murdered. Uh, also, couldn't figure out who did it. Now, now he's like he's like OCD detective guy. The murder basically. mystery. He's yeah, he's like super wild. like quirky and like dysfunctional. But why do people love murder her. mysteries like that? Because it's the highest stakes you can get. Yeah. You know, it's like like someone died. Like that is the most severe it can be. Right? And when it's someone died because a fucking magician killed them on stage, like what? <laughs> like. To a nine-year-old, I was like, motherfucker, because I was also a magician at the time. <laughs> that was my favorite. Little to mention, this might be inspiring your uh, your monk-watching habits. Yes. The fact that you were a magician at the time. If you're a nine-year-old magician, yeah. check out Monk. You might enjoy it. Specifically, the episode where the magician kills the guy. The, he kills like his assistant on stage, and like, but like it wasn't him was the thing like some other person did it and like orchestrated it somehow to where it looked like he just murdered this girl on stage and it's crazy it's all crazy and the ma magician turns out to not be bad in the end and i was like fucking yeah dude, all I don't striking on the fact that the core of us were so terrified of being killers like we're all so terrified <laughs> of the fact that like oh my god i could be that person at yeah, some point in my I life i could be that magician standing <laughs> up on that stage getting accused of murder falsely and that is just a terrifying Bro, and thought waking up but yeah I just would not nightmares about that dude a murder again i was accused again you yeah. know that is um oh they've been, how many tv i mean you got true crime series that it's all i mean those are how many crime what percentage of the biggest shows top 10 biggest shows of all time do you think are like crime related? oh oh like 60 
easy. Yeah. Because it's like you can just do that wherever because crime is everywhere. You know, it's not like limited to a certain like there's crime in the 70s. There's crime on the beach. There's crime. Like it's like all <laughs> these shows are just like it's like, oh, it's the same cops, but it's raining. You know, it's like it's it's windier here. Uh <laughs> It's, it's it's all the same beat yeah. too. Yeah, like I swear to God, they like have this like plot line exchange program too. Like once the uh, plot line is like two years old on one show, they like sell it to like Law and Order S San Diego Squad or some shit. You know, like like some new spinoff yeah. gets it. The second the second San Diego San Diego New Mexico. This one this is the San Diego squad over New Mexico. You All you gotta say is like some sort of adjective that like Donald Trump would say, and then some sort of department. You know, <laughs> or some place. You know, you just there's like fucking Ohio SVU. Fucking Law and Order. Lock them all up. You know, that's <laughs> the show. That's the show. That's the show. And people, dude, people go home and, I mean, they sweat through episodes. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> that is the most, like, I don't have shit going on in my life than, like, white knuckling through an NCIS episode. <laughs> Just being like, oh, I hope they find them at the end. I hope this isn't the one episode that ends where they don't figure out who it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's, um, you know, maybe if it's the 500th season that they break through and they're like, you know what, maybe, maybe there's some rapidity to this. You know, m maybe there really is some repetition. Let's happening. shake things. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. They always, they do, they do do that because that's how they stay on the air. They always have one episode where some character they introduce at the beginning <laughs> of that season dies. And yeah. the one character one per season dies, and you know which character is going to die because they're also introduced at the beginning of that season, and they have some like loose romantic uh. connection to, to one of the leads usually, <laughs> or they end up becoming like the bad guy or something. You know, right. like it's, it's, it, there's all these like it's the same. There's like three lanes to go. I don't know if it's my extreme levels of ADD uh -huh. or. If like I, I'm just like, how do you not in a day find something that like interest peaks your in, like a song? Somebody says something in a song, I, you know, it's like something where it's just like maybe I won't have time to watch that show tonight. You know, <laughs> maybe at eight p.m. tonight I will be doing anything something. else. Something. I mean, fucking listen. Maybe tapping on the table in rhythm for the first time. You're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Just get, get too into it in the kitchen and you just miss the show and entirely. Something, man. I'm just like. Just uh, have a little jam session with your dog, you know? Just like do live your life. like Dance with your dog for one time. Dance with your dog. Don't watch Law & Order SVU. They don't love you. Your dog does. This is what I'm trying to tell these people. This is what I'm trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liam, Liam, we were uh, sitting on your patio. We were my my deck. It was it's a nice day here in Atlanta. Finally, beautiful. Slowly but surely, coming out of this, dude. We were talking. We were also we were talking early Corona. We're like, what yeah. is this gonna be? What is yeah. this gonna happen here? And um, man, here we are now. Here we are <laughs> on the complete other side. 
How um how long you been doing uh, shows and stuff since um October twenty nine like stand up yeah October twenty nineteen yeah got okay were okay. you there at my first one you may have been which where were you at? it was at fifth place it was uh Will Foskey was featuring I I came to shoot his set and then I saw the bucket and I put my name in and that's how I started doing stand up because <laughs> I I initially was just shooting Foskey shows because I was just wanting to like be a part of the community yeah and then yeah I was like oh maybe do comedy right right how and you you were um how did you get into like shooting and stuff uh with comedians you were just like around shows um, and stuff yeah well <laughs> so back to me being a magician yeah so i was a magician when i was like i think start, i mean it started early i was my dad mm. so my dad <laughs> wanted to be a magician when he was a kid and he got gonged at his talent show yeah and uh so he imprinted his love of magic onto me so i went to like circus camps growing up and like i was a professional magician at age 12 like i was like doing parties and shit Holy like shit. like i was making i was making money too like i if i had year old if i had really like pedaled to the metal that shit i could have been making a living doing like kids parties uh but anyway <laughs> what were you showing up and like with with birds nah, and dude, like well, no i didn't i didn't no no pet props those made me anxious dislocating your arms no i had like ropes that i could like turn solid and like sta- snap and they'd like go limp again and like coloring books that i could like make color themselves in it's you know it's fun little kid shit with no, um, you could color shit in with no yeah it's i mean it's all like shit i bought at the magic shop don't fucking the magician oh don't tell the international brotherhood of magicians of which i'm still a member and i'm <laughs> the telling international you this brotherhood but of most of the shit is either like they make it or they buy it in a magic shop it's it's not special <laughs> we'll cut it later don't worry no, just don't don't let the ibm be mad at me i was their youngest i was one of their youngest members really yeah i joined when i was nine and they they were was so there any creepers in there <laughs> i was too young to know i think but <laughs> probably uh, but I think they were just too excited about the idea of someone under the age of 45 doing magic that they were like, we don't touch this one. You know, like, keep this one pure because he needs to do magic because when we die, magic dies. Dude, so someone's got to do it. You really are a wizard, bro. You really are. <laughs> it's not even uh, if and or but. You've been bred to be. Yeah. They they chose me because I showed up at one meeting because I was too into magic and then at twelve I, you were the prodigy I was they would make me go up and show them a trick every time like there were like forty five people at this meeting I was the only one under forty five the only one every week I went every week to this weird Did your parents church. drop you off uh huh dad just left me there uh, dad what were you doing. What was? Do you I, remember all the meetings? Do you remember them giving you any drinks or anything? No, that's or, the thing, dude. Like nothing no happened. Elixirs. Like it's crazy that nothing happened. Like how did nothing happen? I was in this room full of just magic men who with these like old men with mustaches who all just desperately wanted to spend time around kids. They sought out a career where they're like, I want to entertain kids. You know what I found out? The magician at my fifth birthday party, pedophile. <laughs> Like, well-known pedophile. His name was fucking Magic Jeff. I'll say it here on the fucking I was going to say, era. how can we... Magic Jeff. I have a, a, a home video of him doing a trick that required him cranking my elbow and milk squirting out of my other elbow. And, you know, previously I looked back at that clip and no been like, fuck. oh, haha, That's like an early experience I had with like a magician that was fun. 
Uh, now Freaking I just feel violated. Yeah, because he had some sort of magic filling pitcher shit. And so it looked like milk was coming out of my elbow because he was cranking this one. And Please, I just. How do I Google this, ma'am? How do we find this, man? Magic Jeff pedophile. Yeah, just Magic Jeff pedo. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Carson. Jeff Carson. Oh, wait, no, no. wait, is that not Jeff? No, 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 no. I think it's. No. Okay, well, let's Ma not. Magic let's... Jeff Georgia. Look up Georgia. Magic Jeff pedophile Georgia. And, and it's ped pedophile. I'm glad you don't know. Yeah, Georgia, he's a youth minister. Oh, my God, he's also a youth minister. Magic Jeff, the Magic youth Jeff. minister. That was him. Jeffrey Wallsey, 39, will be on probation for life. Oh, Good. my God. Kennesaw, Georgia, you know we're confused out there. He was a popular magician. Who, is anyone a popular magician? No. Stop it. Yeah. Okay, well, then it gets into where he just like, okay, well, Jeff, J Jesus Christ. Magic Jeff ruined it for everyone. But anyway, yeah, so <laughs> he, he was as close Magic as I've Jeff. ever gotten to being touched by a magician. So, Anyways. He did touch me, but not in that way. Uh, <laughs> Magic Jeff did crank my shit. But yeah, but uh, yeah. So it wasn't in that way. <laughs> I, met, I met a lot of people through this weird-ass magician's club. Uh, yeah, including you still this talk guy. to anybody from the guild? So it's not a guild; it's a brotherhood. All right, it's I get that. That's a little bit like why can't it be a brother and sisterhood? Like where there's no, I mean, there's three girls. Uh, they were all one. One was an actual like freestanding magician. The other two were wives of magicians who came along. Um, but yeah, so they it was a bro, it's a brotherhood. Uh, <laughs> The International Brotherhood of Magicians. Two it's, wives. I have, a, so... I have a certificate framed still. My dad framed my, oh my certificate God. and hung it up on a, his office Shit. wall for like three years. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Just had it up there. Mm -hmm. Never flowed He's out. very proud. I was, I mean, he he loved it. He went to a couple meetings and he found them boring and then stopped coming and left me alone with the magicians. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I met this guy named uh, Howie Marmer. He's uh, Howie the Great. He does stuff with like Laughing Skull now. Okay. Uh, on their center stage show. He's very good. He's like probably the best magician in Atlanta, or at least that I've met. Mm. Um, he's also, I, it, Howie, if you're hearing this, I love you, but crazy. He's crazy in the best kind of way. He uh, set himself on fire and jumped out of a plane. Uh, he has built a tricycle with a flamethrower attached to the front that he just takes to parties and drives around and just shoots at people. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, but I was shooting just random like behind the scenes video for him for a while because yeah. he, you know, we wanted me, you wanted to st put stuff out on like YouTube and stuff because mm -hmm. you know that's that's the way you get an audience as a magician. I was say, right does now. he have some stuff? Probably. I he has at least. I mean, I know I have some videos. I don't know if he ever posted them. I just what look you up, have, What's your? You have some videos? No, 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 no. Not of not of magic. Uh, oh. Howie Howie the Great she is his magic name. It's okay. We can. Yeah, we're big. We boys. can cuddle we're, feet. We're big boys. Yeah, we haven't acknowledged that yet. Uh, I'm the one one person who will ever be on this podcast who will be taller than Marshall. God, and I love it so much. Yeah. I'm uh, seven feet tall. Seven foot 11. Not, nope. Seven uh, people, 11. That, that's one bit that like so many different people have, which is just telling people the wrong height for me. And I, it's such a good bit because it means that I have to go back and correct them, which is just like, I'm already having to tell people I'm, how tall I am constantly. And the fact that I have to go back and tell the same person a different number, and then they don't believe me sometimes. Bro. It's just a whole thing. The disbelief that I get is one of the, the, the best parts. We're like, no, you're not. It's like, why would I lie? <laughs> you, you came up to me. You're like, you know what? I'm never telling it again because I made the mistake of trying to tell you, and that's on me. It's like, that's I'm on sorry me. that I answered your question. Like, why? Like, why? 
Why am why am I why do you think I'm lying to you right now? Like what conspiracy would this serve? Don't worry, I'll never answer again. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, no, no, we're done. We'll never speak again. <laughs> oh, what is it? Howie what? Howie the Great. Oh, I want to see your shit. That Dude, I have old home movies, but that's about it. I did my elementary school talent show. People, I you're, where is he? No, he's, he's not. I don't think he's gonna pop up. How you? Well, you're not talking about the great Howie Mandel. No, no, no. It's not Howie Mandel. It's Howie Marmer. Howie um, Marmer. Yeah. Sure, it's not the great Howie Mandel. Jamie, Jamie, pull it. Ah, oh, there he is. That's just him talking about restaurant magic. Let's let's check out Howie. This is just up and coming yeah. hard workers, you know? This is him informing the next generation of restaurant magicians. Oh. And is this where he jumps out on fire? Ah, uh, maybe. This looks like Howie Mandel. Is, he jumps out, out of planes a lot. He does it like weekly. Like, it's like part of his schedule. Like, his morning is like his like planner, his passion planner yeah. always reads skydive. Like,. He's also told me, I won't say this on a podcast. Uh, he's told me some very other interesting things he's done while skydiving. Um, uh, Howie. Yeah. Howie, Howie, where else can we find you other than YouTube, Howie? I'll, 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 send, I'll send you a video to link in the description because I feel like he has posted something. But uh, yeah, so he's, he's a crazy person. Who else are you shooting for, Howie? Um, I was shooting random shows for him for a while, and then one of them was this comedy show at the DeForest Center, which is like a weirdly like bougie ven venue. Yeah. Um, and so we, I performed... Or no, I didn't perform. I, I shot his performance, and then I stuck around and shot the whole show. Mm -hmm. I saw Will Foskey there. I saw Dexter Ferguson. I saw fucking Evan Rollins. I saw uh, Mia Jackson. Yeah. Um, so it was like a really good show. And I was like, oh, well, this is fucking so fun. And like these people are, live here and like do comedy in Atlanta. Uh, and so I reached out to Will because I tried to look him up and like see some of his other stuff online, and I didn't anything so i was like yeah hey, do you need someone to come out and film your shows and he's like yeah sure no and so shit. i just started coming out to like shows with him uh so i started out so magic literally kind of in a way led you into comedy seriously yeah it's and that's it's pretty fucking wild it's, it's crazy it's yeah because that's the thing it's like every part everything you do in life no matter how small or weird or just like unimportant it might seem in that moment like yeah. it has the capacity to just introduce you to someone who can change your life forever you know like just you happening to be in that physical space at that time with when another person happens to fucking pass by like that could change everything you know that's what's so, that dude it's like um that um and then you expand that out over your whole life where it's yeah. like okay if i can take this and look at every moment like this even with just any sort of relationship it's like okay if i'm in what I enjoy doing, I'm going to then continue to run into people that seemingly do the same sort of things that I enjoy. Yeah. And it's like, it almost expands on itself instead of like, Oh, maybe somebody else knows what I want to do. And if I can just attach on somewhere, I'll no. It's like, if you just kind of tune into like what interests you, it's, yeah. what do you know? Like more people are putting yourself in the space is like the best first step to like doing anything, you know, like when people yeah. always, you know, there's always those people at the shows who are like, Oh, how do you do this? Like, how do you like get up on stage? It's like your first thing 
just go to a comedy show. Like you don't yeah. even have to go up on stage for the first time. Just go be in that environment for and try to like sure. meet people and just immerse yourself in that experience and see if that's something you want to do. But like you just, the more, you know, cause that's why I did comedy. Like mm-hmm. I would never have started doing comedy if I wasn't putting myself in that environment for under a different context. You know, I was like providing a service, which is my own personal things. So I always like to feel like I provide some sort of value when I'm coming into a new place and it just makes me feel more confident in myself and more like grounded in the moment because mm-hmm. I have social anxiety. Um, <laughs> you know, that whole thing, you know, just whatever. Um, <laughs> but you know, so being able to have that definitely helped me feel more comfortable in that moment. But like just putting myself in that space and in, in a scenario where you might accidentally have the chance to do comedy, you know, that's, that's like the best first step you can take towards it. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's crazy what like uh, what circumstances to end up like pushing you to finally take that step, you yeah. know? Because like it's still absolutely insane. Like we were talking about to take the idea that I'm gonna go in front of people and just start talking to them, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's um it's a whole different like uh, approach that you know. We, we, like we were talking about kind of traces all the way back. And then like you look at like what that expands into and all the different forms and fashions that it's come through as is like we at some point enjoy listening to our problems and situations projected back at us through somebody else. Yeah. Like something about that. Just Feeling connected to that person through that shared experience and through like identifying with what they're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we uh, just as much enjoyed like being the person telling the story, even if not more. Like certain people, like they, they, I mean, that's comics. Like we live off of that feeling of like feeling like we're able to loop all these people in, in like a shared moment like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um... Did you like get that from magic at all? Like before? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's yeah. the thing. So like I, I've always been someone who enjoys like performing publicly. Like I, despite the fact that I have social anxiety, if I have right. something to do, yeah. I love, right. I love it. And so I was always like the kid who fucking bullshitted my way through all of my like assignments that required presentations. I would like <laughs> throw images on the slides and just riff like yeah. for an hour. I did, uh, I did a presentation on Marfan syndrome one time, did not Google <laughs> anything did not have any actual research done i just talked about like my life for an hour <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it's the first one man show right the first you know, one man show you did <laughs> but uh it's yeah it, it's it's just being able to like be comfortable in that moment where you're sharing it with people and like being you know up up in front of them and having that attention because i mean that's it's it's an honor to be given the attention of especially like a bunch of people like I did my elementary school talent show and when people came up after and were like, oh, you did a great job. I was like, really? So like you enjoyed that because I fucking loved that experience that we yeah. just had. I just want to make sure you also had a good time. <laughs> it's like the first time you had sex. Couple of big boys, bro. Just, I just want to make sure you had a good time. Just want to make sure that you came too. Like this, I, I had a great time, but like. Oh, so is. it, re- and it on it, Dude, <clears throat> it feels like that too when you get off of doing those, even you get it in so many different ways, but if, like if you're karaoke or whatever, when you come off there, it does feel like when you're butt naked after it's like, yeah. oh, are you, was it okay? Like, it's like, you're yeah. just looking for anybody. Well, you just put yourself out there like that. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, in a completely unique fashion. Like where else, you know, where else do you get to 
do that, you know, like talk about like we were saying, like yeah. those type of problems, you know. What's what's the sex metaphor equivalent of the guy who comes up to you after your set and says, "Man, you tried really hard," or like you, it's really hard what you guys do up there. Like the fucking like he thinks he's helping, but just making you feel so much worse. <laughs> Her just being like, it it really is big, but so, like, man, so, I just respect the fact that you even got up there. It's like no, but I. Don't I did more than just get don't up worry, there, all right? Don't worry that you couldn't get hard, babe. Don't worry. Don't worry. You tried. You just got like, you got naked. Like here we were. We shared that moment. You did your thing. You did your very best. I and respect I am that proud you got naked. Because you. you got an ugly dick. It's, and I respect that you put it out there. There we go. That's the equivalent. It's like someone telling you you have an ugly dick, but it's okay after you're having sex. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. That's definitely okay. worse than like someone being like, "Hey, you fucking sucked." Because at least you can be like, "Oh, damn. Well, all right. Cool. Yeah. All right. I guess I did." Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. You can just kind of like soak in that moment of like, "Yes, like I did. That sucked." Uh, <laughs> but when it's like, when it's like, you're not sure how I did. That that sucked. sucked. <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean though. Like when you just had, when you just bombed your fucking ass off, and you're just like, "Oh God, that was bad." Like that just. That was just bad top to bottom. Like it just get, just cleanse that from my system. Like you can just like stop thinking about it. Because that's the thing. You can just like close that chapter. I just literally we were just watching Austin Powers the other day. I just want to walk off the stage into Doctor Evil's flaming pit of yeah. death just after fucking, just burn me alive so I never throw it away. Seen. Throw today away. We'll, we're starting it over. Please never see me again. Oh my God. Don't even yeah. kill me though. Just burn me down there and roast me and make it hurt. Yeah. You know, make me feel pain for embarrassing myself. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> all right, Marshall. I see. I see where you, I'm not, I'm not here at King shame, you know? <sighs> I, I appreciate That's what it. I do. I go in the bathroom and I just whip myself after <laughs> like the monks. Fucking flogging themselves. You come in there. I'm just moaning in the bathroom. Just <laughs> covered in blood. Like <laughs> of the Christ, a scene started of passion of the Christ. Just, Covered in blood on the floor. Oh god, I got candles going and shit. There's just yeah, murder. some nag champa burning in the corner. You just champa. murder yourself. Uh, fucking dead pig. In Have the you corner. seen First Reformed? No. You need to watch First Reformed. First Reformed. Yeah, it's a movie. It's, uh, got Ethan Hawke in it. It's fucking crazy. Oh god, he's like a a small town pastor who starts helping this guy who's like super depressed because for like. Ecological reasons, like environmental reasons, Uh, he's depressed about like the future of the earth, and like his girlfriend gets pregnant, and he's like struggling with that. And but it, dude, it fucking like, oh, it's it's a lot. It blows up. It blows up. Give it to me. Just like the inner person. Do you you want me to just tell you? Yeah, I want you to give it to me. Spoiler alert for fucking first reform. Mark don't, if you haven't seen the fucking movie, don't keep listening. Yeah, Uh, skip. Like I'm gonna make it real quick. So basically, the guy fucking blows his brains out, uh, and then his wife, who's like struggling, who's like been a part of this process, who's the one who like connected the preacher and yeah. the guy. Uh, the preacher now starts like agreeing with the guy and like starts like getting depressed himself, and like because he's never had that moment of like enlightenment where he like connects with like how tragic the situation our world is in right now. And, yeah, and he like 
all at the same Beautiful. time he's going through that like transformation mentally he's dealing with this big like public fundraising event they're supposed to be holding at this church because it's a subsidiary of like some big mega church mm. that like is taking money from people mm -hmm. and they're and he has to be like the pastor who is to give like a thing at the fucking fundraiser That's and incredible. he's like starting he plans he basically wraps himself in fucking barbed wire and like it walks out in his fucking priest robes. Well, they so I hate the ending of the movie because they don't ever have him actually walk out, but that's his plan. It's like walk out and then just die like wrapped in barbed wire like in front of these people at this fucking like televised fundraiser, which is just like dude, wow. Like fucking what a leap. Uh, but what it's, a leap. but it's like that's I, your first but I the skull. love it. You do an open bike in yes. the skull. Wrapped in barbed wire. I'm sorry. Do you have any barbed wire? Uh, I, no, no reason. I just need to. Just gonna go no for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Just a casual stroll. Just gonna go out. Just gonna get some air. Got any barbed wire? <laughs> yeah, but no, dude. That movie's fucking crazy. It's it's good too. It's like it, they the process of all these people coming to these conclusions is very like well thought out and it's you really feel and a lot of the imagery is like super beautiful and it like, ties in really well so watch i, I was gonna say honestly i'm just gonna watch it sound you got me That's spoiler alert over uh but you know you see if, even if you listen to it still watch the movie it's very good watch ethan hawking just man yeah. murder himself yeah dude for it's, the craft for the craft yeah, i mean what do you do your craft for you know i yeah. do it for my soul do it for pussy only. No. Only. It's the opposite of what I do it for. I do it for not that. I spend less time with my girlfriend because of stand-up comedy. That's the opposite. Oh, man, dude. And, too, it's like uh, it always, even the idea that somebody like uh, – can get on board with like yeah i want to fuck what i just saw up there you know what yeah. i'm saying it's yeah, like, like oh that fucking guy who just talked about like calling for the death of a make-a-wish child like yeah he's he seems hot god i'm like oh shit. let me just tackle him <laughs> although you marshall i feel like you're different like i get why no one would be like oh i'm trying to hook up with me after my stand-up because mine's all very self-deprecating you just have this energy on stage sometimes where I feel like you can just look any woman in the eye and growl at them and then you can just like go off together and just like go have a good time. Like this fucking, you got this like oh, unpredictable fuck me, bro. fucking like, fuck me. You're just a, you're just a, a, an a attractive large man. You're like, you're a porn star. You're yeah. You're like me who didn't go too far. You know, like <laughs> I jumped the shark with the tall shit. You know what I mean? Like you hit right in that fucking sweet spot. <laughs> this is bold lies, bro. <laughs> I'm a giant fucking. I know, oaf. but like, but like, you're a fucking like, but you're athletic. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, like, you you're like, right. You're right. Marfan's fucked your body, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. I got Marfan's fucked I your pulled shit, the bro. Short straw. I guess a very tall straw. <laughs> the, the weirdly tall straw. Oh, it's just a very short, thin, shredded straw. Dude. Yeah, it's got it's a lot of holes. It's in It's okay it. though, because <laughs> I make the best of it. I just suck real hard, and I get a little bit of the soda at the <laughs> yes, end. You know? that's all we're doing, bro. We're just sucking and getting a little bit of that soda. Just that a little, little tiny bit. A little bit of that nectar. Bunch of holes in the straw. Yeah, you just, dude. If you plug as many as you can and you just suck real yeah, hard, you'll, you'll get We're that. We're only here for, what, a couple of decades? Yeah. You know? A couple? <laughs> you plan to live to fucking 20? It's a couple of decades, How old dude. are you, Marshall? You, I'm fucking 360. Okay. Yeah. 360.
<laughs> I swear to God, bro. At this point, dude, I swear to God. It's not 26. I know it's not that. That's a lie. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, man? I've gone back and tried I'm to figure it out. Oh my god! I've tried to figure it out, bro. I've tried, but you know, I also said I'm just going to give up and focus on the future because yeah. that's all we got, dude. Yeah. And we got a bright future right now. Yeah. So what are you, what what are your plans right now, Marshall? I'm, I'm flipping this. We're we're interviewing you now. Interviewing. What me. are what are your what are your next steps? <sighs> my plans, Liam, are uh, is uh, we're going to keep breathing. Uh huh. That's the first step. Honestly, that's the biggest one. I wake up and I just make sure that's working. And, yep. Go on. Mm. And when that happens, when you breathe out and then you're willing to breathe back in, that's when you know the day's going to be just all right. Yep. So, you know, I mean, hey, we're coming out of Corona, dude. We're coming out of a whole cycle of the world just being thrown in the washing machine. And yeah. I'm fucking, I think, um, I don't know, man. I'm a lunatic. Yeah. I think we're going to blow every... I, I think we're going to do something. I think something's going to happen. Yeah. Cool. So I think something's going to happen. I think... Happen. <laughs> I think... We're doing it. I think people are going to start, you know, looking at themselves differently and... Yeah. I, I was talking about that with my uncle the other night. Uh, I'm super tight with, like, my dad's cousin who he grew up with who was, like, a brother. Mm -hmm. uh, he and I are very similar to the point where, like, it's a family joke that, like he might be my bio biological dad because, like, we look the same. Uh, and I don't think that's a at all a possibility, but who knows? Yeah. My family's fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so don't start the incest rumors, bro. bro. No, it's not incest. It's just <laughs> cheating. Uh, <laughs> it's not incest. Just it's just, just infidelity. Um, but, it, no, it's... <laughs> I, I hope that's not the case. That would be... <laughs> Shattering. Uh, <laughs> uh, shattering. But oh, anyway, I'm super tight with wake my Wake up uncle. with that news. Come we on. were talking about, he's like a big art guy. Uh, and we were talking about just how much like Corona has really just like almost, it's just scorched everything and is allowing for like new growth. You know, it's like the winter of like a bunch of art industries, but I feel like it cleared out a bunch of the bullshit. And, and like, this is me under the understanding of like this has been a tragic fucking year uh then like we like i feel like that's just implied every time we talk about corona now like well, we just we need to make sure that that's like i think what's not recognized enough is like even before the corona is like i mean we were we we're the titanic heading towards the iceberg it's yeah. like what was to say that people weren't in crisis right before yeah. corona happened was like it, it was just, ignorant you know it, it just like, kind of like wiped like sped it up exactly i mean yeah. we had you know we had all the un, unsettled and all those things were just ready for something to come in and, and ignite it so it's like i think um it is it's like it's like uh that that growth back is gonna be it's gonna be healthier than whatever because like you have to re-examine for right now how these things should function instead of how it should have functioned 20 years ago because like you've lost the institutions you know what i mean and like the institutions are the things that are fighting to keep the institutions in power so when you lose that you just like clear the playing field for like a new growth of like a new way of like doing that art you know i i think um <clears throat> It's gonna it's it's gonna get to a point where like I was you know, what what is so different from I love the idea of when we start looking back at how humans survived, like we had this crazy idea that we would 
die the day corporations just decided to pack up and leave us, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, we've been, do- humans have been doing this for millions yeah. of years, bro. Like, Amazon wasn't getting you shit, you know, back yeah. in, it, you figured it out. And you, like, we're, it, and we've almost handicapped ourselves and handed over our actual intelligence and ability to understand things and just given it over to we've people. We've commodified it. We've like, they've Entirely. convinced us that we're able to purchase like everything about ourselves from like companies. Yeah. Everything, and then that, like, bro. And how about this NFT, yeah. this, this non-fungible token? It's like, now you can purchase art and they're trying to do it with art. And it's just yeah. like this, it's like, no, no. You guys are, um, you're, you're giving us the high fructose corn syrup yeah. of, nutrition right now you yeah. know like of like art yeah yeah it's very just like commodified and like refined in a way to make it like as easy as possible to profit off of and that's but i think yeah clearing away yes clearing away any hopes of profit for a fucking year in any industry will like clear out anyone who's in it for the money you know that's and so now we're just back to like the people who actually just want to fucking do this you know and so it's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like all the new things popping up. I have a feeling like a year from now, it's uh, every one of these fields that's like been wiped out by Corona or by like really stunted by Corona is going to be the most competitive it's ever been. Like it's going to be like the, like the golden fucking age for every form of like live entertainment. I feel like because whatever, I mean, they've done everything they can to kind of i mean in live entertainment is a whole it's music it's it's um yeah. it's poetry it's comedy it's spoken it's all anything these that things. creates that environment yeah it's person. lecture yeah. it's it's all these different things um that is so much i mean and you see how they almost enjoyed the idea of like i mean okay it's very perverse but you know they do capitalize off of us being opposed, like tribalized, like this first red versus blue, this versus yeah. the other, yeah. as opposed to saying, oh, wait, if they realized how talented they all are and how much fun they could all have on their own, yeah. we'd be left, you know, like... Art doesn't have to, like, make a living for you. Like, you can just do something to do it. And I think that's a big thing, too. It's like, uh, in my own mind, this is something I constantly find myself doing. Like, stand-up initially started as a thing where I sat out and I was like, hey, like, I loved film when I was younger. And then I started doing that professionally, which is great. Like, I am I love that I can do that professionally. Yeah. But, like, I need something that's just for me. You know, something that's not, like, a means to an end. Something that's not, like, you know, something... It's like, some comedy for me has been, like, a means to the, the end. And I think now that we're growing it, I think it's going to be... It's going to incorporate into my professional life a little bit more. And I think it's drawing on a lot more of my professional skills. But, like, me writing stand-up comedy... And performing it in front of an audience, the incentive of any sort of like money or whatever will never be stronger than the incentive of like me just wanting to go up and do that. You know, it's funny you said like I'm not looking for a means to an end. Like the whole, I mean, you we I, at least I grew up. It's like uh, everybody was looking for like you get a job and then you retire and then then you like relax and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, like where you spend eight hours a day is just a means to an end. Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm not looking for there to be an end to, I don't want to see the end to this joke or this path. Like I want it to be a surprise. Like that's what I want life to be. I'm not sitting here. I don't want to be looking at like my 90th year. Like, and yes, on January 29th will be, it's like, I want it to be who fucking knows because it's a constant means of every day waking up and, you know, like 
like you said, you're crossing paths with who knows that day, who knows what conversation or what person took your idea from what you posted two weeks ago and then told it about to this person. It's like that gives, you know, like to me, I don't even see, and that's part of the struggle is like, I don't see dollars as much in that because it's just so like ingrained in how we, it seems like what we've gotten away from, you know, it's like that sort of, um, it almost seems like what, what limit is there to that form of entertainment where now it's like they're, they're fighting over what murder plot can we reuse or what, what, what hero can we recreate again? Like Like everything's in service. Like it loses the initial purpose of what it was because they've like, the process of, of creating like an artistic medium, I feel like, is they find something that's popular, like something organic that like people love. And then they're like, okay, cool. People love that. So let's give them more of that. People continue to love it. Okay, cool. They continue to love it. Let's give them more of that. And now we know exactly what about it they love. Like we know this fucking, like these three plot points are, are going to drive the fans Every wild. Time. Every time. And then they just keep like <laughs> tightening it down and like, tightening it up it's just like until it's just this like fucking silver bullet of like exactly only what fucking fans want and then it's it's almost like it's it's you know the fucking moment in adventures where like all the female superheroes all fucking stand together where like any fucking person can be like that was planned. Like they, they definitely were like, "Oh, we need to make sure we that all the women have shot. their moment." We need it. We need because it. we've fucked up for so long. But like, yeah. yeah. But so like, that's our solution. Yeah. And it's just right? so like, it's like, oh, so that wasn't like you added that after you wrote the script. You were like, okay, so we got to make sure to add. The, I think that's the thing too. It's like it feels like you take what the initial intent of the art was, and then you strip out anything new because that's risky and then you just fill that in with the shit that you know that people already like you know man i was like um who was he referencing um eddie murphy had a came on Marin, incredible episode and they were talking and he was talking about um this filmmaker that he used to follow that like purposely threw like wrenches like um into the plot where you got to see like you don't want the silver bullet. Like yeah. the silver bullet is it. Um, it's almost like you're trying to over vaccinate the sort of organic compound of your gut and your aura. It's like, if you try and vaxify that it only grows out of this and only continues to mold. You know? I like where your head is at the vaccinate terminology. Definitely. I, uh, I'm, I'm a good, I'm very pro vaccine. I'm just to put it out there, but I get what you mean. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, not but in I, these I, times. To huh? where it's like, uh, to where it's like, you're trying to sterilize it to the point where nothing is allowed to be organic anymore. To where yeah. it's like, it's it breaks it down into its bare components. Like mm-hmm. you're not looking at it as the art form anymore. You're looking at it as like, okay, here, like these three mechanisms will make us a movie that will make us profit. And you almost see it as a. Uh, not a practical, but a, a prop in that sense. We're like, they'll, they'll, there's so many plots of, uh, like food, the mush, the soma, or something that they've just compartmentalized and just yeah. now feed the population for their sustenance. It's like, you know, I, I mean, at what point, um, <laughs> as we go just off the rails here, yeah, off the rails, when, um, yeah, 
when do when do uh when do people slowly see like maybe maybe I should just kind of keep Fox and CNN off the TV you know yeah. like maybe it's not good to just have that vibration going at all times while right. dinner's on the table and you yeah, know being able to disconnect from the world I, I guess it's just like that and connect to what you create people are so drawn to being connected to that because I feel like people feel like a lot of stuff of consequences happening in the world around them mm-hmm. because a lot of times it is and like if people if everyone felt safe enough to not have to watch the news i feel like that's the ideal version of the world where people are like oh i'm gonna be able to fucking eat today i'm gonna be able to like get any medical care that i need and i can like hang out with my family and just have a good time and we're just gonna like chill then i wouldn't need to fucking watch anything i'd be like all right cool so we're just like hanging out that's great like so nothing like for sure like i got all my needs taken care of hell yeah cool like then otherwise like i don't need to be paying attention to what fucking bill is passing in the senate because like we're all taking like everyone's fucking taken care of how much it's like that would expand even bigger where it's like um just like quarrels and tensions like we don't um so much uh like that you it's because that person maybe that person doesn't have access to you know healthcare that morning and their kid or something and, and so they're like closely monitoring like you know the closest the, the opportunity that they see of getting that or at least like what people have told them that and is maybe an you happen to be in the way of that that day and yeah and like and, and and by no means did you intentionally put yourself there but somebody else has created this circumstance and scenario where y'all two are now yeah exactly crossing paths yeah. and oh it, i mean it's all yeah. the fucking you like the shit with like amazon's unions recently where they're like oh they yeah doing? don't fucking like uh, don't don't fucking join a union and like it's super expensive and like oh like you have to pay union dues and oh like you unionizing is gonna make uh, or like people talking about like the minimum wage being raised is like too much because mm-hmm. uh, high schoolers aren't gonna get hired anymore and like businesses can't afford it. It's like, I love this argument. It's like fucking like what? So so you think that only like fucking high schoolers should be working for minimum wage is what you're saying? But why are people only able to get like several part-time minimum wage jobs? Like, like it, it, blaming the people themselves for the symptoms of the system. It's just like it's fucking. Yeah. And and they'll go back to that and say like, um, I love again. I love how the, like, well, this is a, a free market and we're competitively yeah, right? now placed against each other, and they just happen to have gained the advantage in this situation. Go live in fucking Clarkston and try to get a job as a fucking refugee and tell me that you have plenty of options for where to work. <laughs> like that's that's how they get away with that shit. Because yeah. like it'll be one fucking, you know, chicken processing plant in this right. small town, and they will like make sure that re- like immigrants and refugees are able to live in that town so they can work in that factory for like slavery wages it's crazy let, and then let alone the literal prison labor that and, amazon yeah, uses <laughs> and, right exactly and that too yeah the fucking the actual slave labor that is used every day <laughs> 17 cents an hour yeah shit that's getting here i mean we're getting it there, and then though. also you know like disabled people can be paid 21 cents an hour which is nice uh because you know you're not a person if you're disabled because um, yeah, clearly you're only adding 21 cents worth of value to a job if you're a disabled person working. I mean, how clear can that be? That's two dimes and a penny. Yeah. You know, can't, can't get to, we can't Just define it any clearer like, for you. You'd tip a street musician more than that. Like, come on. Literally, we don't even throw street magicians change anymore. You throw them like single dollar yeah, bills. You don't <laughs> tip people in... You don't pay people in less than dollar amounts. Like, that. Like why? No paycheck should read less than a dollar like what the fuck (laughs) like even if you work a single half hour you should make more than a dollar 
But dude, this is uh, this is how our competitive market works. If yeah. you if you fix and finagle your way deep enough, yeah, uh, you. <laughs> but like when the institutions in charge of determining like how easy it is to get certain like jobs or like how you know what the minimum wage should be right. are the same people hiring these fucking people like it's a conflict of interest yeah like why are you letting the people who hire the fucking people determine how much you pay them because they will say the least amount possible every time because even like small businesses like family businesses are notoriously bad for like parents taking advantage of tax credits and shit or like you know certain like loopholes mm -hmm. to where they don't even have to pay their kids minimum wage like mm -hmm. they're grown ass fucking kids and yeah. they will make them work for less than a minimum wage to keep the family business running and like it's like if your business so cannot crazy. stay afloat while paying people like a reasonable wage then like Sorry, you can't own a business. Like I it's 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 or or if it's like a necessary service then there should be some steps taken to like mm -hmm. subsidize that, that. And that's, that's what I get to is like yeah. the necessary things. That's what we got. I mean, I think you we're at this point where we act like we don't, we're, we're running out of money. We act like every day. It's like, we're just going to lose our last supply of dollar bills. Yeah. I mean, they, do they have us so thoroughly believing that when your airbrush t-shirt stand is not necessary <laughs> to this fucking society? Like, well, it's like I, when we could just, Supply again, like you said, if people just had wake up, healthcare is taking care of food, my yeah. house, the very basics. I don't understand where people like are irked by that existing. Yeah, like why people just give them a house. Well, because home. it takes away the incentive, the ultimate incentive of like if you don't work, you die, or like you're just you don't have shelter, you don't have food, you just have to like figure. And then then you're just in survival mode. <laughs> like as soon as you're not working, you are just surviving. You're not living anymore. They had that so entrenched in us. It's so funny to me. Yeah. Like, you have to work to gain, you know. But, hey, I mean, it's not that people, it's, what's funny to me is that on the other side of that, they think that these people don't want to work. And I, I don't, I really have, I've met some lazy motherfuckers, but all of them have a passion for something. Yeah. You know, like, like yes, they could care less about most of the shit that you care about. Right. But they care more than you can possibly imagine about something that you have no clue how any of it works. Yeah. Like, that that is that is what makes this whole thing come together. But again, like you said, we've we're, we're looking for that silver bullet, and the yeah. silver bullet it doesn't have any protein on it. There's no carbohydrates. There's no there's yeah. no means for living. There's it's, no there's it's nothing such there. a cynical fucking perspective on like society to just assume that people only will work if they will die if they don't. Like really. You think that there's nothing that would motivate people to go out and get a job other a than thing. the threat of death, like or like not being able to like feed yourself and like or go to jail, yeah, or right. go to jail, yeah, like For not taxes. pay your fucking taxes, mm -hmm. like like all these like worst case scenario incentives. They feel like they have to keep in place, otherwise people will just skate by forever. But it's like yeah. in that society, at a certain point, like you're like food, water, and shelter is not going to make people happy. Like, you can't go on a fucking vacation on food, water, and shelter money, you know? Yeah. Like, it just makes sure that people are taken care of in the very basic sense. Like, people want more for themselves. Like, if you were, like, you're telling me every fucking person working 70, like, 725 an hour is, like, content with how much they're being paid? They're like, oh, cool. Like, if I was earning this at home, I wouldn't go out and get another job to earn more than that. You know, like, people want... To just have a comfortable living, and they'll they're willing to work harder to make their living more comfortable. 
Like it's it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, and I, and like that's just taking into it. Like that's even not even thinking about like the how corrupt the fucking system is like in general, yeah. but like just within the system, if you think about it, like through their brains, like how does that not make sense to you that people will want to work? Well, and I think I think again, and this is what we talk about how like how well, I think like live different forms, debate, uh, lecture, comedy, and all these different forms are so important because when you can talk it out there, there's no filters, there's no deciphering. It's like when this idea is sat down and talked about against this idea, yeah. we get to see live how that how they stack up. And like I mean, there was definitely more of that in the '60s and '70s. You had these sort of long, and it's coming back. Long form stuff is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that sort of art form where you are like um, it's direct. There's d- direct consumer to producer connection. Contact, yeah. You know, it's like that's um, you know that's how these ideas are flushed out. Because when you try and we know when this person can't talk to this person, they begin to assume what that person believes, who they are, what they're going to do, and it's typically I mean, when you're talking from a place of not understanding or ignorance it's typically filled with fear because we're humans we're, we're animals we're trying to protect ourselves so when you don't know what that person thinks yeah you kind of like oh man I, I don't know whereas if you know and you're able to see uh, oh he's just like me yeah we're the same thing but just in a different situation in a different place let's see how we can bring this together like um yeah dude, so much of like where how we it. exist now is like built around making sure that people don't think that way because like if people exactly. all were on the same page and like didn't fucking hate each other because they were a different color like what the fuck is that about um the then like we'd realize like oh the people who are billionaires who are just like hoarding these are these global enemies. fucking resources like these are the people who are fucking us over yes sir not all these people who are living like next door to us yes you know? sir and uh, yes sir but what i mean dude we're against the greatest propaganda campaign of all time so you know we got to be big boys yeah we got to be our big boy big selves boys Stand up to fucking capitalism. <laughs> Big boys take on capitalism. That's our fucking Harold and Kumar movie. Oh, that's it. Where can um? What's coming? You got shows coming up? Can yeah, you talk we about got that a, one? Yeah, we got yeah. a new show uh, coming up at uh, Mixed Deity in Grant Park. It's a live stand up show. We're gonna have three three comics doing an eight minute set. We have a roast battle and then a featured comic. Uh, our first feature will be Neil Nanda. He's a great comic out from L.A. He'll be in yes. town. Yeah, uh, he's done some great late night appearances. Uh, super funny guy. Uh, very excited to I'll be I'll be hosting so it'll be a lot of fun come on out April 10th 8 p.m. Uh, and I'll send you the ticket link I was gonna say yeah send me the links I'm gonna post all that stuff on there oh yeah all right boys stay beautiful out there bye-bye <laughs>